listening to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's Reformation season and we'll all be celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Reformation within the next week. And today we get to hear how one musical group, the American Contrai, will help us celebrate the Reformation with the music of Bach. Thanks to our underwriters, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for their support of Faith and Family. To learn more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, you can go to our website, kfuo.org, and find their logo in the sponsor section. Joining me in studio today, a familiar voice on Faith and Family and KFUO, Dr. Mark Bender, Minister of Music at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, Missouri. Welcome, Dr. Bender. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, yes. <laughs> and joining me by phone today, Dr. Maurice Boyer, Artistic Director for the American Contrai and Associate Professor of Music at Concordia University, Chicago. Welcome, Dr. Boyer. Thank you, Sarah. Nice to be here. Yes, thanks for thanks for joining us this morning. So uh, this is quite the familiar space, uh, uh, being uh, in the American Contrai myself um, and uh, and singing under Dr. Boyer at Concordia Chicago. This is kind of a fun little it's 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 a fun little uh, space for me to have both of you as my guests today. Delighted to be here. Yes. And so this piece that we just listened to, um, this is a, a wonderful uh, cantata of, of Bach. Uh, one of you ex- explain uh, what we just heard. This is the uh, opening chorus of Cantata 79. So this is uh, in the title in English would render God is sun and shield, sun, S-U-N, and shield. So this is uh, one of the two Reformation cantatas that Bach wrote. This is the second of the two. Uh, written 1725, uh, so his second uh, into his third year at uh, in Leipzig, where he would spend the last 27 years of his life. Uh, the this is a, also the lesser known of the two cantatas. The most well known is the is cantata 80, which is a mighty fortress is our God, which everyone at least is familiar with the uh, final chorus. Um, so this was the opening course of 79. Uh, it has so much variety in it. It has some wonderful, uh, jubilant um, polyphonic writing, some very intricate fugal writing, uh, and uh, also some declamatory homophonic sections. Uh, and those sections in particular would, are ones that emphasize the grace and the mercy of God. It's a, just a splendid uh, opening movement, and with that strange, insistent timpani part that's really unique in Bach's uh, in Bach's writing. Actually, I can't think of any other cantata that has that insistent timpani writing at the beginning or in any movement, for that matter. And by way of aside, since uh, I'm talking about the timpani part, I was just uh, I just had a dinner with Robin Lever the other night. Robin Lever is one of the world's leading experts on Bach but also on Bach and, uh, I mean, Lutheran uh, theology and liturgy and, and uh, the history of that. Um, he's a longtime friend and uh, mentor. And uh, he uh, intimated, at least this is his idea, that the, uh, uh, suggested that the, that insistent tempt and timpani part might sim, uh, depict the nailing of the theses on the uh, on the door of the chapel uh, of the university church in uh, in Wittenberg, he was he did not uh, suggest that that is provable, but I thought it was a very interesting thought. And there are probably more than ninety five. Uh, there are. Symphony strokes. Yeah, there. He, he even <laughs> counted them. Uh, but there are. I, I have not, to be honest. Um, 
this is just a couple nights that he mentioned ago that he mentioned this. But yes, they're not 95, but it's an interesting thing to consider. Um, so it would not be pe- beyond Bach to do something like that. Absolutely not. No, he is. Uh, there's so there are so many le- uh, symbolic levels uh, in these cantatas that uh, you know. Every time I look at one of the cantatas, uh, new layers come to come to the fore, and there's always a theological um, underpinning for these choices on Bach's part. Absolutely. So this this cantata, um, all of seventy nine, will be part of a upcoming concert um, that the American Contra will be performing. Um, we'll talk details of that a little bit later. Um, but first, uh, Mark, can you tell me a little bit of the um, background of of the American Contra? Uh, yes, the American Contra has, uh, in some form or another, has been in existence for well over fifty years. It actually evolved out of the Concordia Seminary Chorus of the 60s, and then after a hiatus of about 20 years, it was resurrected in the mid-90s under the artistic direction of the late Robert Berk, Reverend Robert Berk. Uh, and that, that uh, long run was financially supported through the generosity of the Dusenberg families. The repertoire uh, of the of the Contrai has been primarily that of J.S. Bach or his predecessors such as Buxtehude or Schutz as well as others who learned from him or were his uh, his heirs such as Mendelssohn so that music has been represented so it's not been strictly J.S. Bach's music but uh, music that flows out of that whole Lutheran Reformation type uh, uh, treasury of the chorale in particular. And then uh, Dr. Bergt died and went to to his eternal reward in heaven and after a, a series of about two seasons of uh, various directors coming in to, to have an audition uh, presentation in 2014, I believe. Is that correct, Dr. Boyer? Yes, it is. Okay, <laughs> you came in and had your audition concert, and uh, not to say the rest is history, but uh, you were obviously chosen, and perhaps you want to pick up the history from there. Sure. Um, so I I was invited to come in for a concert in uh, February of, of 2014. Uh, the program for that was actually uh, an Ascension Cantata, Cantata 43, and the A Major Mass, uh, the Lutheran Mass. Uh, it was a great program, and I really delighted uh, in working on that repertoire with the uh, with the ensemble. We um, pretty quickly developed uh, just a natural bond, uh, and I just always I sensed right off the bat that there was a real uh, willingness and desire just to go as deeply as we could together uh, into the music. They're always willing to to try something. Uh, even if it was different from what they were used to, um, uh, there was just a real openness to to delve into music. And since then, we've um, uh, let's see, we've had we had two seasons during which we performed four concerts, and so that would mean that we've performed together probably uh, fifteen cantatas together, maybe more. I'd have to think through it. I don't have the numbers in my head, so. Uh, a number of cantatas plus one more of the Lutheran masses. Uh, 
And so it was a it really uh, it's been a great time together of exploring these uh, astonishing works by J.S. Bach. Well, it's been evident to me as a member of the audience to see how well you and the uh, the American Cantor I have connected and uh, and seem to be as one in in the preparation and the performance of this wonderful music. Well, thank you. I'm glad it's uh, I'm glad it translates outward. And so all of these cantatas and these performances were part of the uh, Bach at the Sem series at, at Concordia Seminary. Um, and that, that is, um, the, the American Contrai is now taking on a, a new direction um, this year and, and uh, is incorporated as a 501c3 organization, which is very exciting for, for all three of us. Um, so, oh, and that brings us to um, this concert on on November 5th, which is a benefit concert for this organization. Um, and this this concert will be part of the um, the Music at St. Paul's series. Um, and so, Mark, can you tell me a little bit about the Music at St. Paul's theory uh, series? Yes. Uh, this is our 26th year. Uh, <clears throat> we have several elements in our that we offer each year. We usually begin with a hymn festival in the fall which we did last September. Uh, we usually have a weekend of Christmas festival music, and then uh, our season usually closes uh, with a celebration of the, the Ascension of Our Lord on that Thursday in the church year. Uh, and in between those events, then we also welcome other uh, groups or individuals who come to perform. And so we're delighted that the uh, American Contouri, uh is available and uh, has been kind enough to come and uh, have their inaugural uh, concert at St. Paul's. And we're, we're delighted to be there, <laughs> speaking yeah, as yeah. one from the group. <laughs> I wanted to just back up just a moment. You know, we, you were, we were talking about how uh, Dr. Boyer and the, the players and the singers that Contouri mesh and so forth, and, and, and really with the, uh, it it's really has been now the, uh, energy of those people who have now uh, brought about this uh, reorganization and are providing the the expertise and the drive and the energy and excitement for this uh, new venture. And it's really been tremendous to witness that. Uh, of course, I live in Chicago, so I haven't seen it uh, live, but I've felt it through uh, email communications and through uh, phone conversations. Uh, it's really quite tremendous. I also just wish to thank you, Mark, for opening up uh, the, the church uh, for our use and including us on your concert series, but also for having joined our board. Uh, it's been tremendous to have you involved. I was wondering if this would be a good time to hear that another movement from that cantata that uh, you're featuring, and this would be the third, the third movement. And uh, what I find interesting about this, Dr. Boyer, I, I really knew this third movement uh, before I knew any of the rest of the cantata, and mm -hmm. that's because this particular rather straightforward presentation of the chorale, Now Thank Well Our God, also appears in other places, in choir books and, uh, mm -hmm. and the like. Uh, but this, this wonderful theme that uh, Bach used, introduced already in the uh, opening chorus, he now uses again, uh, in this particular chorale setting, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this chorale was actually, talking about the Reformation, was sung at the Peace of Westphalia then at the end of the Thirty Years' War in 1648. So there's all kinds of Reformation uh, 
connections here. And uh, even even as all of that played out across history over the next 150 years or so of, in Europe. But now thank we all our God. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I cut you off. You were going to say something right before that piece started. No, I was. Uh, I was going to underline just the uh, the uh, rapprochement or the um, the similarity in the uh, in the uh, horn uh, flourishes and the timpani roll at the beginning of the first movement that, that recurs, of course, here. That unifying feature is is interesting in and of itself. Yes, it's a way of tying the cantata together. But uh, more than that, uh, the opening movement, of course, is, is the uh, objective dimension of what God does. You know, he cares and has mercy on his, on his own, as in the text it says, for the devout. Um, and in this movement, it's the subjective response. And so what is the response? It's one of gratitude. Uh, so it's a, it's a neat way of putting the two in parallel, the two movements. So speaking of, of this... <laughs> of of this cantata seventy nine, uh, what what else will be on the program for this November fifth concert? Okay, so this uh, what we just heard the seventy nine will end the concert. The concert will open uh, with Ein uh, uh so a mighty fortress, but uh, not the cantata. Uh, or at least not the complete cantata, not com the complete Bach cantata. I've pulled movements together uh, from the two versions of the cantata, Bach. Um, There's an interesting um, compositional history of the piece that I don't need to go into right now. <laughs> rather complicated. complicated. Um, but I'm using elements from both versions uh, and then also tucking into there 
a, uh, a chorale motet by Johann Walter. So Johann, with Johann Walter, we're going back to Luther's time. So he was a, um, a friend of Luther's, and they worked together. Um, Walter was, of course, the, the musical side of things. Um, so it's it's kind of a journey through time in that one of the movements also involves a little bit of reworking of uh, Bach's piece by Bach's son, Wilhelm Friedemann Bach. Um, so after this uh, chorale cantata of my own imagining, <laughs> we uh, move to uh, another piece that I have uh, sort of put together. Uh, it's, a, it's an orchestral suite um, that sort of takes a journey through Bach's instrumental music. Uh, and the, the pieces are drawn, they're symphonias that are drawn from various cantatas um, and also from a couple of solo instrumental uh, suites. So there's a movement from one of the violin partitas, there's a movement from one of the cello suites. And around that, as I said, there are symphonias. Um, and it's structured just like an orchestral suite in that there, it's, there are alternations of slow and fast movements, uh, just to mirror uh, the journey that a, an orchestral suite will take, an expressive journey um, that hopefully uh, works. Um, I think it does. We'll have to see what the listener thinks. Um, but it also uh, features uh, some of our wonderful uh, soloists. So that's the program. And the last element um, in the program is the singing of a hymn. We'll all sing together, that is the choir, and the audience will sing um, Come Holy Ghost Creator Blessed, which will be preceded by a chorale prelude by Bach, played by John Paul Walsh. That's wonderful. And and I know um, it was it was uh, the love of this music is, is what what brought this American Contra kind of back into being. Um, can you, in our last few minutes, um, speak a little bit about why this music of Bach is so uh, so important for people to hear, especially at the time of the Reformation? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the, what one knows about Bach is that um, he had an extensive uh, theological library, which is quite unique for, for someone who is not a theologian, and maybe even for someone who would have been a theologian at that time. Um, he even owned two complete uh, sets of Luther's works. Um, he, it's clear that, you know, from his uh, three-volume Kalos Bible, um, that uh, his faith was uh, central, of central importance to him. Um, and one can't look at the cantatas without noticing the many, many um, layers of meaning that are there. And there's no way that someone would put that much care into uh, writing with such uh, specificity um, and such richness of understanding uh, if it didn't mean something to him. Um, At least I can't quite imagine that. Um, So it's music that has tremendous depth, um, both theological but and human as well what i think is always so striking with bach is just is also his human understanding his compassion is uh, so when he is or his mournfulness when he mourns he mourns deeply uh when he is joyful there's nothing quite as ebullient as what he can do uh he dances uh the music is so rich and it speaks uh it's got a, a universality to it and i think it is uh um 
it has a way of drawing people uh, into a uh, uh, both a place of, of uh, rejoicing and, and but a place of contemplation, a uh, prayerful place, I guess you might say. Even when it's joyful, there's a uh, a quiet heart to it. Um, so I think that's uh, that's its at least a part of its of its richness. I mean, of course, I could talk on on and on about the the more particular but, but better would be best to come even we can come and hear it on sunday <laughs> and I would uh, agree with that. and read and read your notes in which you would share more of that kind of uh, insight too which is i find to be extremely helpful in in understanding the music too absolutely so so mark details the, the date time location where where should we go for this yes this coming this coming no, no, I'm November sorry. November 5th. November 5th. Yes. Thank you. Getting ahead of myself. There's a lot of <laughs> One more Reformation weekend. stuff going on here. Uh, November 5th, 3 p.m. in the afternoon, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in De Pere, corner of Manchester and Ballas Roads, just east of 270. So very easy to get to. Uh, free will offering will be, will be received. Uh, but please do come. We're looking forward to uh, this uh, beginning of this new venture for the American Contrary and for as many people as possible to join us in that celebration. Absolutely. And uh, we're all out of time for, for today, but uh, Dr. Boy, it was great having you as my guest today. Thank, thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much, Sarah. Appreciate it. And Dr. Bender, thanks for joining me thank in the studio. Sarah. And can you can you uh, tell us what we'll be hearing on our way out out this morning? Well, this is going to be the closing chorale of Cantata one Cantata eighty, a mighty fortress is our God. The the final uh, chorale, the final stanza. Listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314 996 1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at KFUO.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. 
CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu